This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Take Off with John Clark. Please subscribe for free wherever you're listening to your podcast. And, and look who is our guest. We appreciate him. Hey. Charles Barkley, a Sixers legend, a Hall of Famer. And Charles, we had to get you on. This is Hey, John, a, John. A I want, hey, I wonder what you want to talk about today. <laughs> this is going to be a weird, wild one because Ben Simmons is joining the Nets on the last game of their road trip, just to sit on the bench and get booed here in Philly? Well, I, I think it's an interesting situation. I think he had to show up because, uh, you know, everybody, you know, the guys would have been killing him on television. That's what we get paid to do for not showing up. My only hope is nothing stupid happens. I, I want the fans to boo as loud as they want to. I want them to shout whatever they want to shout within reason. I just hope there's no bad incident. That's my only hope for the game tonight because the Sixers are a legit contender. You could argue they are the number one contender in the Eastern Conference. So they don't need any suspensions, distractions, or anything like that. They just need to use these next 20 games to get Joel and, uh, Joel and James on the same page to keep like they've been, get that number one seed. I mean, if, some, if something stupid happens, somebody throws some blows or somebody, uh, you just never know. Totally agree with you. And, and Wells Fargo Center, they do have a code of conduct. So I think anybody's going to be kicked out. But Charles, I'm looking at StubHub and you got some people charging three to $4,000 to sit around the Nets bench. They, they say it is the highest price ticket on the secondary market for any Sixers game, including playoffs over the last 10 years. Are we kind of crazy in Philly? Because he's... Ben's just sitting on the bench. He's not playing. Well, listen, I think it's twofold. I think the excitement of what Joel has done this year, he's the front runner for MVP. And then you get James and what they've done since they've been together for five or six games is incredible. And then you got the animosity toward Ben. It's kind of like a perfect storm, to be honest with you. I mean, what, what Joel has did this year has been incredible. And like, listen, it's a small window, but him and James have been incredible the games they play together. And like I say, then you factor in Ben coming back for the first time. Because, you know, as I tell people, when he comes back for the 10th time, there won't be nearly the animosity. But for the first time, it's going to be crazy because, you know, Ben really put himself in a bad light doing this entire drama. You know, uh, as, as a basketball player, you used to always want to get better as a basketball player. And I didn't think it was out of reason what the Sixers asked of him. And for him to take his bat and ball and go home and say, screw the Sixers, screw the fans, that's not acceptable. And Charles, this is fascinating to me because he hasn't been with the Nets on their road trip. He's joining them in Philly. And then Steve Nash has said, basically, when they get back home, he's going to start ramping up and do team activities and team practices 
Is he just avoiding this situation altogether playing in Philly in your mind? Yes, 100%. You know, if, and I, and it, to me it's a big if, to be honest, his mental stuff, uh, I think it's a big if. Because my problem with talking about the mental stuff, John, is Ben Simmons did not start mentioning the mental aspect until he just stopped getting paid. You know, he just says, screw the Sixers, screw the fans. I don't want to play in Philly anymore. Then when he realized they were not going to pay him, he said, uh, oh, uh, 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 I got some mental stuff going on. So that makes me suspect. But I think that he's – I really wish he had a plate in, in the game because you can run, but you can't hide. Uh, because the situation he's in is only because of his doing. Uh, he's 100% responsible. And we can – listen, and I don't want to hear Joel criticize me. I don't want to hear – I didn't like what Doc Rivers said about me. Listen, the criticisms were fair. And I, I think when you go back and look, for a guy that talented, an all-star, supposedly the second-best player on your team, for him to go seven games in a seven-game series and never score in the fourth quarter, that can't happen. I, well, first of all, I doubt if it's ever happened in the history of basketball for an all-star player to go seven fourth quarters in a seven-game series and never score. That's unheard of. And, Charles, when you have an issue in the mind as far as shooting free throws like he did at home in the playoffs against the Hawks, and he did say it was mental, it's in his mind, uh, when you have that, wouldn't you want to get that out of the way in Philly? Because I am thinking – Sixers Nets could be seeing each other in the first round of the playoffs. Imagine him coming back to Philly trying to shoot free throws in the playoffs at the Wells Fargo Center. Well, you know, John, that's one of the problems I have with this whole Philadelphia 76 narrative. I think that they screwed this thing up from the beginning. And what I mean by that, this ain't the first time we've been talking about Ben Simmons shooting and shooting free throws. You got to go back. We've been talking about this for years, not just last year in that seven-game series. I mean, think about it. He's already got one coach fired. And 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 I and I've, I'm on the record saying, hey, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid got Brett Brown fired. They did not play up to their capabilities in, in the playoffs. That's their fault. They got Brett Brown fired. It's so like I say, and then you know, obviously, you know, I live in Philly, and for the last three years. The Simmons camp been putting out those bogus videos of him shooting jumpers all summer. And then when the season starts, he don't shoot in the jumpers. i tell you a funny story. You know, one of my mentors is Billy Cunningham. So uh, he started this thing a few years ago where he invite old Sixers around just to hang out. So me and Billy Cunningham uh, went down to watch the Sixers play, uh, open up training camp. This was probably two, three years ago now. And we were sitting there, and I had been have, hanging out in Philly all summer watching these uh, Ben Simmons shooting videos. I'm like, oh, man. Because I, I said on the air, I said, Ben can be a super uh, – he can't be a superstar if he can't shoot. He can be an all-star, but he can't be a superstar. And and I said that five years ago, not just in the last couple of years. You, he can be an all-star, but you can never be a superstar if you can't shoot or you're afraid to shoot. And me and, ben, uh, me and Billy watched the Sixers play – scrimmage the first day of training camp I might add we watched him scrimmage for like two hours and Ben never took a shot and I'm like 
wait a minute. Did this guy just send out these videos all summer, him shooting? He didn't take one jump shot in two hours in Billis's. And I wasn't actually even paying attention at Billis's. Did you see Ben Simmons take a jump shot today? I says, no, he shot a couple of floaters, but I don't remember him shooting a jumper. So my problem with Philly, Philly let this thing come to a head against the Hawks in a seven-game series. They should have dressed this. And Doc Rivers got to take some blame. Because you remember last year, the last uh, years, he was saying, uh, well, Ben does so many other things, his shooting doesn't matter. Well, it's going to matter in the playoffs. Uh, because one thing that elite teams do, the ball always find a guy who's afraid to shoot or who can't shoot. That's one thing the NBA coaches are so good. They're like, no, we're going to get the, this ball going to end up in a guy who can't shoot or afraid to shoot hands. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And, and this is what's fascinating. If the Nets make the playoffs and, and they get through the play-in game, let's say it's first-round Sixers-Nets. You came up with the greatest nickname ever uh, uh, for Kyrie Irving, half a man, half a season. <laughs> well, the, the thing that's crazy about that, that, that might actually help the Nets. I mean, think about this. They're going to have – Two free runs, oh, it, it, and I, 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 I like to like, see what I said about Kyrie and KD, and everybody's been talking about well, they need time to play together. I said, no, they don't. I said, if you go back and look in the last week, what those guys have done, they're so great individually. Now, they don't make the players around them better, but they're so great individually, they can just win a game or two single-handedly. You know, KD missed a month and came back and got 31 easily. Kyrie playing half the games, come back and gets 50. So that's going to make them dangerous. But what's really scary, John, they're going to have to play every series on the road. So they're going to have Kyrie the first two games of every series. That's a huge advantage. Because, like I say, when they go home, they'll probably have Ben back by then. And then Kevin going to be Kevin. And I listen, Seth Curry and Drummond, I'm a big fan of both of those guys. But what people ain't talking about, they're going to have Kyrie and KD and Ben on the road the first two games of every series. You know how much pressure going to be on those home teams the first two games? They've got to win both of those games. All and right. Can you imagine? Hey, and think about this. This is something scary to think about. Can you imagine having a game seven? And you got a healthy KD, a healthy Kyrie, and Ben Simmons coming to your house. You're not going to sleep good tonight before the game. All right, but hold up. If that game seven is in Philly and Ben Simmons has to shoot free throws at the line, I see the Sixers playing hack a Ben because they know what's going on in his mind as far as doing that in Philly. Yeah, no question that's going to come into play. It's going to come into play. But, man, I'm just telling you, those three guys are game seven on the road. I tell I, I tell people, I says, the Kyrie thing, which, number one, I hope all, to all you people out there, don't be jerks. Get vaccinated. Please get vaccinated. It's the right thing to do. But like I say, it's going to be a huge advantage for the Nets to open up on the road every series. Because you think about it, if they were opening up at home, if they lost one home game, maybe two, the series is over. But have Kyrie for the first two games of every series, that's a huge advantage. Uh, but he's not able to play home games. Yeah, but they can. you can skate. They're going to have Ben back at home 
with Drummond, Curry, KD, it's it's a huge advantage to play at home in the playoff. The crowd is going crazy. Your bench players play better. But I'm saying having those three guys healthy opening up on the road, that puts the pre- the pressure is really on the home team. By the way, if, yeah, yeah, go ahead. If, if I'm the Nets and, and Kyrie still can't play in New York, I'm renting out the Prudential Center over in Newark, New Jersey, and, and renting that out and have all the Nets fans over there so Kyrie could play the home games. You know, listen, ain't nothing would surprise me. You know, and I want to say this, even though I'm not, I'm not with Kyrie on this one, I think that everybody should get vaccinated. Uh, you don't get vaccinated for yourself. You get vaccinated for the people around you. He's get, he should get vaccinated. But I will say this, that might be the dumbest law in the history of civilization that road players unvaccinated can play there. Uh, musicians can come there and play unvaccinated. But the guy who pays $20 million in taxes and lives there can't play there. That might be the stupidest law or rule, whatever it is I've ever heard. It is pretty dumb. So, so I'm listening to you talk about the Nets. If you have the Sixers and the Nets in the playoffs, who are you taking at this point? Wow. Well, I'm probably going to take the Sixers because Joel has been fantastic all year. I think he's on a mission. I think last year he was the front runner for MVP, but he had so many injuries he didn't get it. I think the biggest thing about Joel this year, he wanted to just, and I truly believe this, I think he wanted to stick it to Ben Simmons. And like, oh, you don't want to play with me? I'm going to show you how great I am. I truly believe that's been his mindset all year to say, okay, Ben's not here. Screw Ben. Y'all jump on my back. And he's proven that. And now he's got James. Uh, So I I like the Sixers in the series. I I do because of that. Charles, I think you just brought up a great point. I do see that extra motivation and the edge with Joel. In fact, you know, talking to some of the teammates, they say he has stepped up so much more as a leader and he's doing so many more of, of the group activities. And I think he wanted to show those guys rally around me. This guy don't want to play here. I am the man here. Rally around me. I think that's a great point. Well, I think it's uh, number one. It is. It's my, I mean, I can't tell myself it's a great point. Number one, it's, it's a good, <laughs> it's a point, but I, I think I'm pretty sure John, last time we had our podcast, I said this, I said that you, uh, Joel, first of all, even when Ben there, Joel's the best player. Even when Ben is there, even with James there, Ben's, uh, 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 Joel's the best player. But I said, going into the, I think, I think we had this conversation right before the season. I says, hey, if I'm Joel, I'm like, hey, guys, screw this dude. Let's go play. I'm the man here anyway with or without him. Let's see how far we can take it. And at some point, they're going to trade him, and we're going to be even better. So I, I love what Joel has done this year. And I tell you what, I, I said two things on the trade when the trade went down. I said the two most fascinating things in the NBA right now bar done, the Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. And let me tell you something. I would, if, if I could just make something happen right now, because <laughs> it really sucks for us this year because we got the West, ESPN got the East, but the 76ers against the Nets would be the most awesome thing that happened to the NBA 
it, you know, you go back to Sixers. Think about when the Sixers always played the Celtics and it was like a monumental series. Uh, when the Lakers played the Sixers and the Lakers played the Celtics. Uh, this to me would be going back, and I'm going to use my generation. This would be like the Chicago Bulls against the Pistons. Everybody hate each other, and it's going to be a great series. That, that, that's what, if the Sixers played the Nets, and I, it needs to happen in the conference finals too. It doesn't need to happen in the first round. It doesn't need to happen in the second round. It needs to happen in the conference finals. It would be epic, and and Ben Simmons would be playing. So, so I, I got to ask you: when you look at what James Harden and Joel have done together so far, five and zero together, averaging 125 points as a team. I remember you saying it's not going to be easy. Has it been easier than you thought it would be? Has it gone more smoothly than you thought? Well, I don't think you you know, John. Anytime you fire a coach, the team plays really, really well. Like the next three games or four games, then you get back to reality. I think that James has sacrificed, to be honest with you, and he has to because Joel's a better player. Uh, I mean, in, in first place, Joel's team. You know, James came in and he's been, and I give him credit, he's been more of a traditional point guard. Now, he scored when he had to, but he's been more of a point guard. But one of them had to sacrifice, and to me, it had to be James. Because, like I say, uh, Joel is the front runner for MVP. He's probably the, and I'm trying to, and I'm not just blowing smoke because I'm on your podcast. He's probably the most unguardable player in the NBA. And the thing, the things that I'm really proud of, you know, he got mad at me and Shaq in the beginning when we criticized him. And we were saying, why are you shooting these threes, dude? They want you to shoot threes. That's the number one. They can't guard you down low. But the main thing is you're going to get the other team in foul trouble, but also you, they're going to have to double you. And that's going to get all these guys wide open shots they can't get for themselves. So I'm glad he took the criticism in a, in a, in a positive way. And he's been amazing. Uh, but, man, it's, it's, it's going to be fun watching the next two months. Charles, when I think back at what happened with this trade, the fact that they tried to form that big three in Brooklyn – and then something happened with James Harden and Kyrie. There's word maybe that James Harden didn't like that Kyrie wasn't being held accountable by Steve Nash and that he wasn't playing half the games, whatever happened. But is it amazing to you what happened? The Sixers actually were able to trade a player who can't shoot free throws, is scared to play at home, doesn't want to play there anymore, and they got James Harden in the deal. Is that kind of amazing when you look back at this trade? It's not amazing because, listen, James was in a in a unique situation. He didn't want to be there. I don't think he trusted Kyrie. Uh, and Ben was not playing. But I think the difference is both teams got, got what they wanted. That's the most important thing. And now we just got to see what happens. It's, like I say, it's going to be fascinating. Now, I, do, I will admit this. I think the Sixers got a two-year window where they got to win the championship. Uh, I think they got James for this year and next year. That's the only negative about the trade, in my opinion. They got a two-year window where they got to win the championship. But I think after two years, I'm not sure how much James is going to have left in the tank. But this year and next year, the Sixers have to win the championship. What do you think about this rumor floating around that Joel had been calling Bradley Beal and wanted the Sixers to trade for him and that Bradley Beal – may want to join James Harden and Joel Embiid. And that's why James Harden didn't sign that, that option. 
Well, at some point, he's going to have to sign. He ain't going to play for free. Uh, listen, if they could get Bradley Bill, uh, I think he's a heck of a player. So, I mean, listen, if they get those three guys, they should win the championship. But the problem you got, you're not going to get Bill until next year. And one thing about the NBA, it is a year is a long time. We have zero idea what's going to happen in the next year. So Bradley Bill, I think he broke his wrist. He's out for this year. The Sixers got to get through this year. They are, they are probably the favorite in the Eastern Conference, maybe the favorite in the NBA. So, man, I, I, I'm, I'm really pulling for those guys, but it's going to be fun watching the next couple months. Charles, when you see James and Joel together, the pick and roll, and especially when we get to playoff time, they are the two guys over the NBA, I think the last four or five years, who get to the free throw line more than anybody. Is that game made for the playoffs? Are these guys together basically made for the postseason? Oh, they're made for the playoffs. And I think one of Joel's un, uh, untalked about talents is the ability to hit free throws for a big guy is amazing. You know, a lot of big guys can't uh, shoot free throws or just not good at it. But to get back to your original point, Joel does not have to play in the pick and roll with James. He's the best big man in the league when he's in the post. So he's kind of a two-headed monster. So listen, listen, the Sixers, all they got to do is play well. Can they defend uh, the, the perimeter? That's going to be the only uh, outline question. Uh, can they per, per, uh, play defense on the perimeter? But listen, from a half court, they got a, a great team half court wise with Joel and James. They can run with James. They can post up with, with uh, they can run that pick and roll. Man, the Sixers are loaded with those two guys. So, Charles, if you're going to pick the best combo in the NBA, James and Joel, where would they be? Would you say they're the best combo in the NBA right now? Yeah, I don't think that's even a, a question right now. They are the best combo in the NBA. I, I, I'm trying to think. I'm not even sure who's close right now. Durant and Kyrie? Uh, they're off, they're be, they might be as good offensively. But the difference is going to be uh, James uh, James going to get you 10 to 15 assists a lot of nights. Um, and Joel is just unguardable. Those guys both are great offensively. But the Sixers, two guys, they have a little bit more diversity in their game. Like James is a three-point guy. He's a, an assist guy. Uh, but Joel is the most unguardable weapon we have in the NBA today. All right. So I, I think you just said Joel Embiid and James Harden are the best duo. When you look at the East, Charles, is this as bunched up as you have seen it in a long time? Because, I mean, you could look at the Heat, the Bucks, the Sixers, the Nets. Anybody could win this thing. Well, I disagree with you on that. I think it's going to come down to the Bucks and the Sixers. I think the Sixers have a slight edge, but I think it's going to come down to the Bucks. I'm not sold on Miami. The Kyrie thing, I just don't think they can win with him playing half the games. As great as they are offensively, you know, I just don't think they can win enough games with a guy who playing half the games. I think, to me, in my personal opinion, it's the Sixers and the Bucks. Are we going to see you ring the bell uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals? It's got to happen. No. 
No, no, no. I can only ring the bell in the finals. Because, you know, we alternate with ESPN every year. And let me tell you something. I'm pissed right now that we don't have the East this year. Because I, I think there's a 100% chance that Philadelphia is going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. I truly believe that. Uh, I truly believe that. But so I would only get to ring the bell during the finals. All right. Well, we heard it here, though. I, we're going to see you ring the bell in the finals this year. I would love to do it. It'd be an honor and a privilege. Everybody knows there's a reason I live in Philadelphia during the summer. It's an amazing city. Uh, it's an, I, I'm always going to keep a house in Philadelphia. It's just a great city. Uh, but it would be an honor and a privilege to ring the bell. Brian Dawkins, Hall of Famer, also told me that he would only ring the bell for the finals. So we're lining up the bell ringers already for the finals. I love it. Well, you know, Brian is my favorite. Him and Ron Hextall are my two favorite Philadelphia athletes of all time. You know, uh, it's only in my in my condo in Philly, I only got two uh, jerseys on the wall, and that's Brian Dawkins and Ron Hextall. They've always been my two favorite uh, Philadelphia athletes of all time. That's pretty cool. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, when we see Ben Simmons come out and get booed tonight, I'm thinking of big returns in Philly where – the Boo Birds were out. I'm thinking of T.O. when he came back with the Cowboys against the Eagles. J.D. Yeah. Drew, he got batteries thrown at him. Eric Lindros. But is this going to be the most epic Boo Ben? It's not It's not Hack of Ben, it's Boo Ben. Well, I think it's going to be the worst it's ever been, in my opinion. I mean, because, listen, uh, I, I love Philadelphia fans. I love their passion. But being bought this on himself, and I think he's going to have a hard – he's not going to have a hard night because he's not playing. Uh, but this will be the most hated return to Philadelphia easily, I think. Should we put him in like a, a glass-in-case phone booth to protect him or anything? Listen, I, I am concerned. I'm not going to lie. I mean, all you need is one nut job. You don't need – you don't need – I mean, it's going to be 18,000, 20,000 people there, but you only need one or two jerks to do something stupid. And I hope that I hope that the, the Sixers don't overreact and start tossing people out, you know, because I think we've gotten a little soft in the NBA. I mean, listen, some things are clearly unacceptable to be said, but if, if, if they start tossing guys or just saying bad words, I, I just don't like that idea. I mean, I really don't like that idea. I want everybody to come and cheer as loud as they can for the Sixers, boo as loud as they can if they want to boo at Ben, but nothing physical. I think that'll happen. Uh, and by the way, I wanted to remind you, uh, five years ago, we had a little friendly bet. Uh-oh. And you, you still owe me a steak dinner. You probably oh, you, don't even you, remember the bet. I, I don't remember the bet, but I do. Well, because every time I talk to you, you said, hey, when am I going to get my steak dinner? So, and I, 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 what was the bet? It was the season opener for the Eagles, what wound up being their Super Bowl year, Eagles at Washington, where the birds won, and they dumped the Gatorade on Doug Peterson's head. Okay. And you took, you took Washington. I did. So, I, I, I remember, I, I kind of remember that now. Uh, so, I tell you what. Wait. That wasn't Donovan's game, was it? Oh, no, no. That was uh, Carson Wentz, uh, Super Bowl year, the season opener, going down to Washington, and uh, the Birds won. Um, but Man, I'm what the hell is going on? I'm going to buy you your steak dinner as soon as I get back to Philly. What the I'm hell is going on with Carson Wentz? 
So I was just going to ask you that. I was going to give you a chance for double or nothing. You can wipe out your, your steak dinner that you owe me with this double or nothing. Who do you think plays in Philly first, Carson Wentz or Ben Simmons? Well, that's not a fair question. That's not a fair question because there's a really good chance. I, I, I have to look at the seedings because uh, right now the Nets are, I think the Nets are, they're in the play-in game right now. Yeah, they're eight or nine. I yeah. think they're eight or nine in the play-in game. Sixers are the two seed right now. Or actually, they're the three seed right behind the Bucks. But, I mean, that, that could happen in the first round or it couldn't happen at all. Yeah. Uh, but, listen, the, the, the Nets are going to win the play-in game because they're probably going to play Toronto or maybe even Atlanta Hawks or somebody. So they're going to win. They, uh, or Charlotte, they're going to win that game for sure. So um, they, it'll probably be Ben Simmons. All right, there you go. So you can wipe out that steak dinner. Ben Simmons, if he plays in the playoffs before Carson Wentz returns, you wipe that out. Okay, brother. But hey, listen, I'll tell you what, I'm a man of my word. Make that a separate bet because I, I got to pay off my first debt. <laughs> I appreciate that. By the way, the Carson Wentz thing. So you're going to have Ben getting booed ridiculously tonight. Maybe the most epic boo in Philly. But how about when Carson Wentz returns to Philly? Because he also wanted out of Philly. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm concerned because he really close to being out of the NFL. I mean, I, this is his third strike for real. I mean, because, you know, he got what he wanted. He went back to his old offensive coordinator and he couldn't fix him and got rid of him after one year, that sends up serious red flags to me. I mean, that's it like, whoa, that sends up, like he wanted out, he got the perfect situation, hit the guy who helped him when he was playing at an MVP level and he gave up on him after a year. That says volumes, uh, that says a lot. So man, he really close to being out of the NFL. Charles, the Colts don't even have a quarterback right now. They would rather just give up Carson and not have a quarterback right now. They're like, well, we're going to take whoever else we can find. It's yeah, wild. But, but, but I'm saying, though, Frank Reich, who coached him in Philly, and, and I, I saw his interview last week. He says, I stuck my neck out for this guy. And he's like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. Let's move on. That speaks volumes. Totally agree. It seems yeah. like the, the owner, Jim Ursay, uh, was not a fan of Carson at all and his leadership, but also he did not get vaccinated and he almost had to sit out a game and he wasn't the same after he got yeah. COVID. So there, there's a lot of issues there. Yeah, there's a lot of issues. But like I say, man, it's uh, it's a really unfortunate situation because, man, like I remember five years ago, went to Pennsylvania. <laughs> like I remember, I was like, man, we got our quarterback because for the next 15 years, and now he's on his third team in three years, and really two years. That's crazy. Charles, Charles, that 2016 Carson Wentz drafted and Ben yeah. Simmons were both drafted. Then they both wanted out of Philly. And now they're gonna have to come experience Philly on the other side a bunch of times a year. This is getting wild. Hey, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Charles, we appreciate the time, man. We're, we're so looking forward to this game. And uh, 
Sixers Nets playoffs. Sixers Nets playoffs. Hey, listen, I got the greatest job in the world watching the best players in the world play. The only thing that sucks about my life today is Ben Simmons not playing in this game. I still can't wait for this game. And I want to hear these players. You know, players are full of shit, John. They're like, well, it's just another game. This is not just another game. This is going to be epic, and I'm glad it's on TNT. <laughs> Good plug there. We always yeah. look forward to the best studio show of all time, best analyst ever, Charles. We appreciate it. Uh, by the way, do you think Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid embrace? Do they shake Hell hands? Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> that not is, a chance. Hey, not a chance. All right, I might have to get a steak dinner bet on this. Hey, listen, steak, chicken, fish, hamburger, hot dog, hell no, they're not going to shake hands. <laughs> Who do you think should ring the bell tonight, Charles? Sylvester Stallone, Rocky. That's a good one. That's a good one. What if, what if they got the shot doctor, Herb McGee, to ring the bell who wanted to help Ben with his shot, but Ben would not go to him. <laughs> you know, you know what might be funny? If Joel MB rang the bell and says, and that, that to me would be like, yeah, this is my team. Glad you gone. I mean, that, that would spice it up. That would make it great. That would yeah. be symbolic. That would be that, symbolic. That, 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 would, that would be very symbolic. Do, yeah. you think, that, do you think they have a tribute video? Do you think they play a video for Ben Simmons tonight like all returning players? If they do that, it would be one of the softest moves that I've ever seen. That would be really awful move by the Sixers. Ben Simmons really disrespected the Sixers, the city of Philadelphia, and the fans. I, I would be totally shocked and disappointed if they did a tribute video. Now, the only reason they may is because Ben apparently and his agent, Rich Paul, are getting ready to file a grievance, and they may use the fans' treatment tonight and all the treatment no, as part no, of it. No, listen. Like I said, we had this conversation earlier. If Ben Simmons, first of all, I don't know anything about mental health. I'm not a doctor. If Ben Simmons had to say something about mental health in the middle of the summer, I'm like, let's get this young man some help. And up until the season, he never, ever mentioned mental health. And then when he realized he wasn't going to get paid, he mentioned mental health. That's the only problem I have with this entire scenario when he talks about mental health. I don't want any player, any of my players struggle. I, if they need help, get help. Go see a doctor. It's important and significant. But he, if he had a mention that in the middle of the summer, we, I would have been 100% behind him. He never mentioned mental health until he stopped getting paid. And then the first day he gets traded to Brooklyn, he's sitting on the bench smiling like, he, like, like, like a, a church mouse. <laughs> he don't sit on the Sixers bench and when you saw him he looked all unhappy first game in Brooklyn he's out on the court shooting around before the game he's sitting on the bench all happy so no I don't believe any of that I agree with you by the way thank you so much for the time 
Joel and Ben tonight, can I get a guarantee they will not embrace? Get, Joel and Ben and Ben Simmons will not embrace. Guarantee. <laughs> Love you, Charles. You're the best. Thanks for coming on. I'll see you in the finals or this summer. So either we see you ring the bell in the finals or we'll see or, you on the golf course back in Philly. see me on the golf course, brother. I love it. Thanks so All much right, for boy. the time. Okay, guys, be safe. Oh, mom, so flagrant.